You are listening to the You Are a Lawyer podcast. I am the podcast host, Kyla Denanyo, a 2015 law school graduate. This podcast was created to share the experiences and successes of law school graduates who created their own paths to career success. In episode 39, I am speaking with a bar prep champ and lawyer. This guest teaches others to work on their mindset in order to pass the bar exam. Based in Washington, D.C., today's guest is Caroline Vickers. So welcome to the podcast, Caroline. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. So would you share a little bit about yourself with the audience? Sure, sure. My name is Caroline Vickers. I am an attorney, entrepreneur, and founder of Bar Prep Champs. I attend the University of Florida and Howard University School of Law. I was a law clerk for multiple judges. I practiced in private practice for a while. I worked for a nonprofit and I worked for the federal government. Mm-hmm. So for undergrad, you went to the University of Florida and you're actually from Florida, is that correct? Yes, I okay. am. And what did you study in undergrad? I was a history major. Okay. Did you find that that was a good background for law school? Yeah, um, I think <laughs> any background, you know, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Honestly, because the, the person in my section in law school, but the highest grade was a music major from Mississippi. Oh, wow. Now that's interesting. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, they think, oh, well, I'm, I'm measuring in pre-law. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's not yeah. going to really help you. And, you know, there's some people thinking, ah, I'm a poli-sci major because it's going to, no, it's not. Like those people don't really have much of an edge. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, when I look back at law school, it's, it's really the people who are the most confident did the best in law school. It's mindset. And that's mm-hmm. something they don't teach us. Like the people who were confident, they got cold called and, you know, they didn't care they got it wrong. Like teacher was going back and forth trying to embarrass them. They were just like, so what? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, but if you let that get to you and you internalize and you have all of these people who perform during class and like, oh my gosh, I think they really know it. They understand it better than me. If you internalize that, then that affects your ability to understand your, you know, you asking questions and seeking help. Yeah. And then for law school, you went to Howard University? Yes. Yay. In DC. <laughs> so Howard is a historically black college and university, just like my alma mater. I went to Southern University in Baton Rouge. And piggybacking off of what you said about confidence and the smartest people in the room, I loved being surrounded by Black people and seeing like the gunners, the people who were constantly raising their hands, the people who were getting picked on, all of them were Black. <laughs> and I was like, this is beautiful. Because I went to a predominantly white undergrad. I went to Ohio State. So oh, then for law okay. school, I was like, oh, this is dope. <laughs> same, same. I wanted that HBCU experience. Mm-hmm. And then to be you know, at Howard, at a law school as well. So I feel like I got like a twofer going to Howard. Absolutely. I mean, Thurgood Marshall went to Howard, right? Yes. Okay. Cause I'm like, uh, you got a <laughs> Supreme Court justice who went to your law school. Like oh, that's, that's a big place. Yeah. Very big. So you decided to go to law school because of a probate process that you were going through. Um, yes. How did that spark your interest to go to law school? And did you stay in family law after law school? So I decided to go to law school because my dad passed away my first semester of undergrad. Okay. And um, he died interstate. He did not have a formal will. So 
being a 19 year old probating in a state that was, I I felt so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and just dealing with the emotional turmoil and feeling like, I don't even know what I'm really doing. And people are probably doing things over my head. And it was just so overwhelming. I just remember thinking, I never want anyone to go through something like this Mm -hmm. and not feel like someone cares or someone can really tell them about this process and what's going on. So that really sparked me going to law school. And then actually, you know, a few months before my dad passed, he actually asked me, you know, what did I thought about law school? I was like, what? Somebody going to law school. So (laughs) things kind of come like full circle, you know? Yeah. Okay. So you didn't want anyone to have to deal with the terrible probate process that you went with. Did you actually practice in family law after law school? Yes. So my intent was to be the prenup queen when I was in law school. I took every family law course at Howard. All of my internships, um, except for one, was family law related. I have a family law certificate from Howard. So I just knew I was going to be doing family law. Um, I ended up clerking for a judge at a family court in Delaware. So that was my first job. As soon as I finished taking the Maryland bar exam, I was moving to Delaware for that job. And then I moved back to DC. I worked for the family court for judges there in DC. And I actually worked at a law firm that practiced family law. So the prenup queen, that's super hot. Like I can just see that now (laughs) on like Instagram. (laughs) I just knew I was going to be the prenup queen. I just knew it. And you just were like, um, I'm okay. I'm going to start my own business. Well, it happens, you know, organically. It takes a while to like, yeah. you know, get your footing for family law because there's so many family law attorneys and, you know, this whole bar exam thing, it just kept nudging at me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people need help. It's like, that's something you can do. And I'm like, no, people aren't going to take me seriously, you know, but it just, it just became so organic and yeah. natural. So I just naturally gravitated towards coaching for the bar exam. Yeah. So you and I met because I saw your post on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) And if you guys aren't following us, Caroline is bar prep champs. I'm, you are a lawyer and you have this stunning content. I mean, it's really (laughs) eye-catching. Your stuff pops. And so back when I was still thinking about taking the bar exam, I saw one of your posts and I was like, okay, this is witty. Ha ha. You know, let's take a look. And I was like, oh, she does consultation. She does this, she does that. You pay before the consultation, like whether or not you take it, you know, you're running this like a business. And I was so impressed. Oh, thank you. So would you explain a little bit to everyone what your business is, how you created it and what the purpose of it is? Sure. Sure. So my business is Bar Prep Chance. And I coach repeat and first time bar takers on the bar exam. I coach all bar exams. And the reason I started this is because I was working as a law clerk, didn't have much work. And so I was trying to help some of my friends who were studying for the bar exam. So it just grew organically. I was helping everybody. And Mm. once one person would pass, they would give my information to somebody else. And then after doing it for a few years, I noticed like something is missing. It's not just the academic piece, Mm -hmm. like something else is missing. And I realized that there's a mindset piece 
that's missing from the bar exam experience and nobody's really talking about it. Yeah. So that mindset piece, that was just something that you noticed when you were looking back at everybody that you were coaching? It was mainly for the repeat bar takers because I was seeing like, why are these people repeating the bar exam? They were great. They probably answer on journal. Mm-hmm. They tried every bar company known to man and it's the same result. And what I realized is in talking to them, seeing how they talk about themselves and how they mm-hmm. view themselves, all of these mental mind blocks were in the way. Most people who come to the legal profession are high achievers. So yeah. You know, they got into law school competing. They graduated from law school competing. So now they take the bar exam. And if they don't pass, it's the first time they've actually failed at something. And it's a huge blow to the ego. Mm-hmm. So how do you rebound from that? How do you bounce back and you don't allow, you know, one failure or multiple failures to find who you are? And that's the solution I knew that I needed to provide for my clients so that they could finally get over the hump and pass the bar exam. Yeah. So we won't give away all your secrets. <laughs> if everyone listening, if you know someone that has taken the bar exam multiple times, if you know someone who's preparing to graduate from law school, feel free to share Caroline's information. It's in the show notes. But I do want to ask you one other question about your program. So you said that you were helping people and then people started to refer you. What was it that like kind of sparked and was like I have something special here. I think I could help more people, right? Because basically you scaled and was like, let me get a whole scheduling system. Let me do all of this. What was the spark that made you say, I can do this for multiple people? I think it was like multiple clients coming back and telling me, hey, you really need to do this. Or, you know, I went to this company and nobody's saying what you're saying. And, you know, you really shouldn't be doing this for free. And I was like, yeah, you're right, because I'm practicing <laughs> and I can be making money doing this. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so it's awesome. years and people just constantly telling me, hey, stop doing this for free or you need to charge more for this because it really helped me. So mm-hmm. just it finally clicked. Enough people talking about it. Everybody's not telling the same lie. So, hey, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> and you work with people from all law schools, like anyone that contacts you or is it only people that are in the D.C.? DMV area? All law schools. I have clients in California, the Bahamas, Texas. I have clients all over. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I know the bar exam is in February and July, typically, right? We just had 2020 and a lot of things changed with social distancing, but do you have a typical day-to-day schedule? After each cycle of the Mm -hmm. bar exam, I always revamp in reevaluate, you know, what worked, what wasn't as successful, what can be improved. And I get a lot of feedback from my clients because it's their experience. Mm -hmm. And from that, I've actually added group coaching. Okay. So I started group coaching and, you know, it's my first time working out the kinks and people loved it because what they were missing, especially during the pandemic was Mm -hmm. a community and the classroom feel And so the people who were paying to sit in the classroom for bar prep, they didn't get that once the world shut down and people were missing that community and more people were online. And also for people who are repeating the bar exam, a lot of times there's shame and embarrassment Mm -hmm. 
that comes with it. They don't want to be seen and they feel like they're the only one repeating the bar exam. So the community that I've built allows them to be around other people who have a shared experience, which yeah. helps you to be more transparent and to help build your confidence because you can share this shared trauma or experience together. Mm-hmm. You know, it took me a long time to realize shame was what I was feeling, right? Because you graduate from law school, you are incredibly accomplished, you feel accomplished. And then when I didn't pass the bar exam, I was like, first I was stunned. I was stunned for maybe a month, you know, like I keep go back and check and I'm like, oh, they misspelled my name. Oh, it wasn't me, right? Mm-hmm. No, it was somebody else. And then let's say I was disappointed for another month. So that's two months after the exam, but then probably for like a year, year and a half, I was shamed. I was like, I just was terrified. Right. I was so ashamed of it. And it took me working with my therapist who was like, but why are you ashamed if you weren't ashamed that you took it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> she like, mm-hmm. was like, it's a secondary emotion. It's based off your disappointment. Like it took a lot for me to get there. And it's so scary to think that one exam could do this. But like what you said before, most law students are high achievers. And in Louisiana, they published the list of the people who passed. So it's a public mm-hmm. failing because oh, yeah. your name is not on the list. Like my mentor in law school told me, you will know if you pass the bar exam because your phone will blow up that morning. Mm. And my phone is quiet and I'm sitting here like, oh, everyone's asleep. <laughs> like, right. Oh, okay. They're just not here yet. No. She was like, you'll know. Because again, it's not the same for every state, but in Louisiana, it is a public list of who passed. So. Definitely. And DC is like that too. That's actually how I found out I passed. Okay. Because Maryland, they published the seat numbers. So, you know, it was like everybody failed before me, everybody failed after me. So when I saw a pass, I was like, no, nah, that's a lie. Let me check my, my seat number to make sure. Oh. But, but with DC, they published names and I was determined I wasn't going to look at it. And then, you know, this person I was working with, I was no longer working there. And I'm like, I saw their name text me and I was like, oh, I passed because that's the only reason mm-hmm. why this person would be texting me. So it, it's just crazy how it's different for each state and how they yeah. publish those things. For those that don't know, the bar exam is typically every February and then July. And it takes about three months or so for results to come out. So you could take the test in July and find out late September, early October. And I remember I would take off work the day that the results came out, even if I hadn't taken it, because I didn't want to see the new lawyers find out that they passed and go to lunch and all of it. And I was just like, I just didn't want to see it. I was like, I just can't even go to work. (laughs) Like, Save a vacation day for that day. And you know, that's why I started my program, honestly, Mm -hmm. because I want to take the shame out of that Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, just take the trauma out of that. Because honestly, that was a coping mechanism that you were doing. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't want to cope with what you were dealing with, or Mm -hmm. it was a constant reminder. Their success was a reminder that you were yet to be successful on the exam. And that's why, you know, when I post and when I speak about the bar exam, I speak a lot about repeating the bar exam because it's almost like a, shh, don't talk about that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. No, they didn't make a mistake letting you into the bar exam or letting you into law school and people being comfortable with, you know what, maybe that wasn't the right time for me to take the bar exam. Yeah. You know, maybe I should have delayed or, you know, they can't pass everybody. And I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't know that you can do very well, but at the marker where they've decided this is how many people pass and you may be just on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with your ability to understand and communicate in writing the legal language. Yeah. 
And even as we're speaking, I know that with all the stuff they teach us in law school, they can't also be our confidence coach, right? They can't also yes. be like, remember after this test, your self-worth is not tied in. They can't do that. There's just so many things that we're learning in law school. They just can't, but it truly is a component that needs to be there. So I appreciate the fact that you are providing that for your clients. Thank you. Yeah. So you said it (laughs) in Maryland and DC. Okay. And why did you take the multiple bar exams? Just because in that area, everyone goes in and out of the state lines. Definitely. When you're in D.C., especially when you're practicing, it's always competitive, whether you're in law school or you're practicing. So to stand out, you really need at least two of the three jurisdictions. So Mm. for anyone not familiar with the DMV, it's D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. So D.C. has to be one of them. (laughs) And then Maryland and Virginia or Maryland or Virginia, because I was seeing that with just my Maryland bar license alone, no, I wasn't really getting that many hits, but with my DC bar license, everything was fine. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. <laughs> so what I love about your story and what I'm hearing is you are a fully licensed attorney, completely capable of practicing. You did practice. You yes. have all the certificates, but you chose to start your own business. Like that's just a decision that you made. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, you weren't run out of the law. None of that. You just wanted, you said, well, a business has literally fallen into my lap. <laughs> I already enjoy doing it. I'm going to start this business coaching bar exam takers. Definitely. And you know, another thing is, I feel like when you start law school and when you become an attorney, there's so many expectations of what you have to do. Mm-hmm. That you have to do this. You need to do this. And with bar coaching, I was happy. I'm very happy. So I'm really inspired and pumped up to help people who just like my my clients were emotional with Mm -hmm. family law and getting these divorces and adoptions and everything like, you know, that's how I feel about when I'm coaching, they're in a very fragile state. Mm -hmm. So how can I help them? How can I make things better to help them get the best result for them? Yeah. And I can say this, you know, this isn't like a sponsor post or anything, but I actually had a coaching call with Caroline and you were phenomenal. Like I got off the phone. You were like, can you write a review? And I was like, here it is. Like the same day. (laughs) Um, I told my husband, I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, she told me to do this and do that and not to worry. And she was like, it's too early to even start, start here. I was like, she got me together. If you didn't know, I didn't take the bar. (laughs) Okay. And um, girl, I sat down to do it. Correction. Mm -hmm. I sat down to start my character and fitness. And I was like, I'm not paying anyone $800. I'm, I'm just not doing it. Cause I knew in my mm. heart, I wasn't going to practice. And I was like, okay, gotcha. I just want to have it to say I completed it. You know, I don't ever want to tell my daughter, I never finished something, but I was like, Kyla, every two weeks you talk to someone who is not practicing, <laughs> like, you know, you don't mm. want to practice. So yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you, it sounds like you're at peace with it. So that's good. I am. It took me a while, but um, it was when I sat down to do that. And I was just like, I just, I can't jump through another hoop. And I don't know if character and fitness is supposed to be jumping through hoops, but I was like, I just, I won't do it anymore. So it's like having peace with your decision Mm -hmm. and just doing what works for you. Cause some people even tell me like, you're supposed to be this family law guru. Why aren't you practicing? I don't, you know, I'm not defined by my performance in the courtroom at all. It was great. Like I can tell that you actually enjoy what you're doing a lot more than when I sat in my bar prep courses and they're just showing me a video on a monitor and I'm just like okay 
Yeah, try to make it interesting. You know, even on my social media, that's why I'm using so many like hot topics, right? Things mm-hmm. that are hot in the news to, to just make it interesting because that's how I've always kind of taught myself. Yeah. So that's how I teach my clients. Like when I was studying for the bar exam, I would take song lyrics, movie clips, some of everything, and just to remember a concept of the law mm-hmm. and just making it more relatable. And even when speaking with you and other clients is what can you actually do? Because I think it's really overwhelming. People think that, you know, if they repeat the bar exam, a lot of times they have a full-time job. So you can't study for 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling them, you know, if you only have two hours, let's maximize those two hours. You can pass the bar exam and only study two hours, but let me show you how to be strategic with your time so that you're not overwhelmed. Absolutely. (laughs) You almost broke the internet last summer when (laughs) the news came out that Kim Kardashian West did not pass her quote unquote baby California bar exam. And you said, okay, I see everyone's talking about it. Who cares? That's not going to help you pass the exam. And I literally fell on the floor laughing. (laughs) Yeah, people are just like going in on her, like, that's what you get. And you got all this money and all this. And it's just like, that goes to show you it's not who has the most resources. But, you know, mm-hmm. we don't know all the other things she has going. Well, we know some of the things because she's a celebrity. So people was just going crazy in some of the mm-hmm. groups. I was then talking about, yeah, well, I would have liked for her to go to the to law school. Like, would you like to pay her bills and, and yeah. pay for that law school for her? Like, if that's an option, and it's not like the state of California opened this option specifically for Kim Kardashian, it's for anybody. Yeah. It's rated E for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, back in the day, like early 1900s, before law schools were a thing, you would just apprentice with someone. You would go to a practicing lawyer and watch them and study them and follow them. And that was what California allows you to do. They allow you to shadow someone to be mentored and then take the exam. And many people would tell you they would prefer that. And they probably could take a bar exam and pass. It's just that California is one of the few states, if not the only state that allows you to skip law school and do it that way. So. And to think about it, she took this exam and she didn't fail by a lot. And Mm -hmm. she took this exam without a foundation. Because think about all of those classes, those core doctrinal classes that are required for law school she almost passed without even taking those Mm -hmm. and you know what I remember the first time I took the bar exam because I took Louisiana once and then I took Ohio twice I remember Louisiana bar prep and I was just like I mean okay but I've seen this before so it was almost a crutch having been to law school at least in my experience because I was like yeah 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 okay okay yeah I've seen this yeah I remember this I can only say this after speaking to you now, because I know what I was doing. I wasn't actually studying prior questions and the material that could be tested. I was like, but I understand what that means. Next. Mm -hmm. I hadn't realized you're not studying for a final exam. (laughs) You're studying for a bar exam. So yeah. But that's major, Kyla, because like you just said, there's a major difference between studying for a bar exam and studying for a law school exam. And that's Mm -hmm. honestly one of the most common ways that people fail the bar exam because they don't, they don't even have the knowledge to know that there's a difference. Mm -hmm. So they go into this exam writing like a law student when you are asking the state of whomever 
hey, look at my writing. I should be an attorney, not a law student. Yeah. And there was that disconnect. And I mean, trust me, this is all hindsight. (laughs) I wasn't writing to become an attorney. I was writing like I was in law school. So Caroline, I just have one last question for you. Did you enjoy law school? Honestly, no. (laughs) And that's just being real. Um, I feel like in hindsight, I'm glad I went through the experience because, you know, now I'm like, wow, it it makes sense why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because a lot of people in law school, one, they don't know about mindset. No one's telling them about mindset. Mm -hmm. And two, they don't even know like what matters and the difference between you know me being in law school and me studying for the bar exam was when I studied for the bar exam I had someone telling me listen this is what matters this is the only thing that matters and do this and I feel that had I had that in law school I wouldn't have been as stressed okay not knowing that hey you actually need to buy supplements or you need to do this or go to office hours sooner because at the end of the semester, everybody and their grandma in there trying to like get attention. Yeah, no, that's true. And for some people, maybe you don't need to buy the supplements, right? I had all the books. Mm-hmm. You don't have time to look at them. When are you going to look at them? Because right. at mm-hmm. some, like once we got into our two and three L years, they would have open book tests because you don't have time to look at the book <laughs> because right. it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So yeah, having someone there to tell you what you need is pivotal. And the fact that you do that for first time and repeat takers is huge. I've seen a lot of people who only work with repeat takers, but the fact that you will help someone out the gate too is, is big. I haven't really seen someone doing both of those. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it's typically someone, they have like a, another company, but they meet with me to put things into perspective. Kind of sad that we have these established bar prep corporations and they still need to supplement with someone's real talk, real life coaching. Um, you might end up even scaling even bigger because it sounds like people are going to need this. Well, that's the hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. So is there anything else you want to share with the audience about law school or bar prep champs or anything? Uh, feel free to follow me on social media at bar prep champs on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, you can check out my website at www.barprepchamps.com. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Caroline. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to You Are a Lawyer. While you are here, subscribe to the show, leave a rating, and tell a friend about this episode. New episodes are released every other Thursday. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Bye.